1: Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize and plunder Pirates of the Caribbean films, one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from Journal.com.
0: And I'm Heather Artist from BlackPearlMinute.com.
1: Thanks for joining us for Minute 42 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. Cue the fireworks, the dancers, and all that jazz. It's our last show before the March 12th deadline to enter our listener contest. Woo-woo! There's three prizes, including a grand prize package worth about 90 bucks. that includes the four-pack Blu-ray Pirates of the Caribbean movie collection, a t-shirt, Pirates of the Caribbean pop vinyl, four-character collection, and a not-quite-to-scale Aztec medallion.
0: That's guaranteed to not bring pirates. Yeah.
1: We're not going to guarantee that it's going to send any pirates to your house, so you don't want pirates there, do they? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, then all's good then. <laughs> We have about 15 entries so far, which means the chances of winning one of the three prizes is definitely better than getting struck by lightning, bitten by a shark, or winning the lotto. There's still time to leave us a review, folks, on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For those using Stitcher, you need to visit the desktop website, unfortunately, because the version that's mobile or the app doesn't actually have the ability to leave a review for some reason. They haven't brought that there. I don't know what's going on with that.
0: Stitcher needs to step up.
1: Exactly. Either that, just go to iTunes and do it, and then we're all good. So don't delay any longer, help us out, and you are also then eligible for the contest. And yes, you can all rejoice in the fact that I'll no longer be bugging everyone about this. (laughs) In the previous minute, Captain Barbosa managed to thwart Elizabeth Swan's attempt at a win-win negotiation by having his Aztec gold cake and eating it too. By masterminding a devious gin-like deal with a dash of pirate code rules... Hmm, guidelines maybe. He used a loophole to get the medallion from Elizabeth and prevent her from returning to Port Royal. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl, Miss Turner. Minute 42 begins with Captain Barbosa turning away from a shocked and betrayed Elizabeth who is then shuffled away by Pintel and Rigetti just as the camera pans to mourning in a war-torn Port Royal. An unconscious Will Turner is lying in the street. The minute ends with Commodore Norrington telling Will that the pirates who invaded this fort left Sparrow locked in his cell. Ergo, they are not his allies. Governor, we will establish their most likely course. Will yells, that's not... As the minute ends in mid-sentence. Dot, dot, dot.
0: You just wanted to say ergo.
1: I did. I was wondering why you said it the other day. I was like, why is she saying ergo? Ergo. (laughs) Ergo, that is the end of the minute. If you didn't have anywhere to start... Oh, I do. Okay, then go for it.
0: I want to know why nobody in this courtyard town area is actually paying attention to the knocked out will on the ground, except the chickens. You got that lady over there who's sweeping. I mean, sweeping. Come on now. (laughs) Right? You got a guy picking up a bucket and I don't know what else he's picking up with that bucket. You got, okay, people tending to injured or dead, whatever, over there. Okay, I understand that. You got that guy walking in and out of a door. You got people picking up a cart right next to the knocked out will. And soldiers coming by. And the only thing that cares about Will knocked out are these chickens around his head.
1: And they don't even care about him, actually. Not They're really. just trying to get the food.
0: Yeah. Nobody cares about Will. <laughs> no. He is
1: less than chicken scratch because that means that the chickens don't even care.
0: I just find this ridiculous. I mean, the lady's sweeping. She couldn't go and say, hey, are you okay, dude?
1: Well, I had some thoughts on that, too. And I think you forgot that when we were talking about some of our history, we do that occasionally here. The history that Heather's so fond of and everybody else out there just clamors for. But (laughs) you should remember, if you're taking notes, actually, everybody should look at their notes right now from previous minutes. And Port Royal was actually known as the wickedest city on Earth. So my hypothesis is... Ergo. That... (laughs) Now I understand why. It's not the pirates that made it the wickedest city on earth. It's actually the freaking regular townspeople. Right. Will Turner's been knocked unconscious and is lying in the middle of the street since last night. This is morning. Like you said, he's knocked out. He's in the street. He's not in some dark back alley. No, he's he's in actually the in the street. middle of the street. Yeah. And nobody can go and check him out. I yeah. mean, he's been there all night long. And did anyone come to his aid? No, like I said, the wickedest city on yeah. earth. It's the townspeople. I mean, what is with them?
0: I have no clue. I mean, you, you're you sweeping. What's you're with the etiquette? Up a though? Bucket.
1: I mean, there's etiquette. There's all this 18th century etiquette how to behave, how to dress. Yeah. Oh, but maybe it didn't say anything about a body lying in the street. <laughs> yeah. But there's also, I mean, there's other people that are there. I uh-huh. mean, th- that are like tending to a loved one who's maybe died. It looks like there's. Someone behind yeah, him.
0: something like but that. But Will
1: obviously doesn't have anything about that. And not only that, those people didn't even go help them. Like, hey, you know, maybe we should try and help move the body or what can we do to help? No, I, I'm going to sweep some of the <laughs> dust and debris from the battle off my storefront.
0: Even though there's burning embers stuff all over the ground. But I'm going to sweep here off my little porch and I'm going to take my bucket and pick stuff up. I'm not going to help the guy or put out the fires.
1: Well, those weren't really big fires. No. They're tiny fires, but you think that you see some fire burning. You have a lot of hay around. Right? Buildings, you know, fire was a big issue back in these days. Just put out the small little flames.
0: Well, look pick at Pick up the-, the
1: body. Check, you know, throw a bucket of water on this guy and help wake him up. I counted 11 people walking around. Like you said, they're sweeping, they're picking things up. And then you have the people that are mourning their dead relative or loved one. So I give them a pass. But the, everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's something wrong I with mean, these I mean, you people. got
0: soldiers going right by him on horseback.
1: Just stop the chores for one second yeah. and see if this guy's alive. But and that the, doesn't make. That's not bad enough. I mean, 11 people right there around him isn't bad enough. But when he stands up and we get that view of him looking towards the harbor, there's another 13 yeah. people milling then, about. Literally 13. That's 24 people hanging around, probably stepped over him. Like, oh, watch out. That's Will Turner. And they just let it go.
0: (laughs) And there's another person sweeping, too.
1: You know, but the other possibility is, is that he's the apprentice to John Brown, the town drunk, the Otis Otis. of Mayberry here. Maybe they're just so used to John Brown falling into the street drunk all the time that that they're like, oh, that's just Will. He's the apprentice. And we know what they do in there all day long. I mean, my other thing is, is that there's 24, these 24 people and maybe the rest of the town that have walked by. And so I'm also starting to wonder if all that sword practicing that finger quote, sword practicing, is keeping people awake at night and they just don't like him.
0: <laughs> it could be You need reason. to
1: calm down with the ruckus in there. What are you doing in there?
0: <laughs> Why are you throwing swords through your holes in your, in your Again, walls? Again, the finger
1: quotes. Why are you throwing swords? <laughs> I mean, it is really ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I even totally know what agree. else to say to that.
0: I wanted to mention. It definitely
1: earned its name, though, the wickedest city on earth, and that yeah. is because of the townspeople.
0: Yeah. When Will stands up and he's looking out towards a harbor and the ship's burning in the harbor, uh-huh. if you see the young girl sweeping to your left hand side of the screen, that's actually Lucinda who plays young Elizabeth.
1: Ah, yeah, Lucinda Dreisick. Yes. That girl, I mean, it's hard to, you can barely make her out. You can't really see her that well. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't call what she was doing sweeping. I analyze that a little bit and talk about some fake sweeping going on.
0: (laughs) She's just a little girl. (laughs) That's a few half-hearted sweeps at best.
1: Obviously, she's thinking, wait a second, I'm Elizabeth Swan, and now I'm sweeping these steps as an unknown character? I should be hanging out in the mansion, doorbell ditching our compulsive butler. (laughs) But no, she's just in the background in the scene. I mean, maybe that was her punishment for stealing the medallion from Will.
0: (laughs) Maybe that's it.
1: You know, she's no longer having to actually be high society. She actually is now just a mirror person on the the corner there sweeping some cement steps. Yes. And she did not look thrilled about it. If you really watch the background with her sweeping, it's kind of a few little gentle things. And maybe it brushes the the ground or not.
0: Well, Well, there's more stuff going on. She's actually just out watching, but that's her excuse for being out there. I see. Yeah, you got it? Kind of got it. <laughs> and did you see all the animals in this minute?
1: I did. Of We've course got I did. the
0: chickens. We've got two dogs, a coonhound and another dog.
1: Oh, you identified the dogs, huh?
0: Just one. And then a donkey. I Yeah. And I, did you see a goat? Too? I
1: saw a couple dogs, a goat, chickens, and another donkey. That's what I had on my list. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing significant about these animals.
0: No. I wonder if that's the same donkey, though.
1: I didn't see that it was, but it's possible. So I don't really know offhand. Why
0: wouldn't you use the same donkey? If you're in the same area, though, that's...
1: Well, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe Rosie had such a prominent role. She's like, I don't want to be like Elizabeth Swan sweeping <laughs> steps now. I'm the damn star of this thing. Now you want me to just go hang out on a cart and pull it around? No, she's not doing that. What are you talking about? <laughs> I did check in on the animals, and actually I have names for all of them. Even the chickens actually had names.
0: Oh, seriously? No.
1: So local handlers at the Caribbean filming location supplied all the horses, goats, chickens, and all the other animals there. Well, at least all these ones that don't really have a prominent role. And then they went back home with the people that supplied them at the end of the shoot. And I know what everybody's thinking. That is some exciting information people will be talking about later on.
0: Where's our, what's our hey, honey.
1: I heard the most interesting thing on Pirates of the Caribbean Minute today. Scott said the animals were all healthy and checked by a vet before (laughs) filming The Curse of the Black Pearl. I mean, that is some exciting behind-the-scenes stuff I just relayed to everybody.
0: And no animals were hurt during the making of the movie. That's
1: right. Exactly. (laughs) And you actually are still asking me if they had names? Yeah,
0: I want to know their names.
1: They don't have names.
0: Let's name the chickens. We're not
1: naming the chickens.
0: (laughs) Got a fascination with chickens.
1: (laughs) Another thing with Port Royal... You know, I have to say I'm a little or maybe quite disappointed with things because I managed to identify a few other merchants in Port Royal in the town setting this time, and yet no information on them. There's no Easter eggs, nothing. It's like, come on, freaking throw me a bone here, Disney. You know I like the Easter eggs and like to have some backstory for these shops. (laughs) Nothing. It's like the animals. Nothing this time.
0: Did you find a dentist?
1: No, but are really riveted about the non-information I have because there's no backstory for any of this. A Phelps Bakery.
0: Well, at least they have baked goods. Well,
1: they have baked goods. But get this. There is an actual A. Phelps bakery that's located in Rutgersville, Virginia. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that not strange?
0: That's odd.
1: Yeah. I thought, well, maybe it's... Because it's not a-
0: like a, a normal name.
1: No. That's what I was saying. Huh. So I thought, well, maybe it's a long time running business that has some historical significance. Yeah. So I did a little digging. Turns out, I was wrong. It started <laughs> in 2013. There's nothing special about it. You want some cakes? Wedding cakes, Halloween cakes, they got it. So Checked out their Facebook page.
0: Did they pull their name from the movie though?
1: It started in 2013. There's no reference on the Facebook page to Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, so, I'm assuming that Mr. A. Phelps name. just happened to name it. He's like, <laughs> he's naming his business. He's like, you know, I really want to go old school. Like, what are you talking? 50s? No, 1700s. <laughs> A. Phelps Bakery.
0: Uh, let's put some pictures out there so everybody knows. this
1: guy. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's not good. Then there's a sign with the name Cooper over it in this miniature barrel. Okay, I thought now we're on to something again. And this is right by the harbor there. No, turns out that Cooper is a barrel maker. It's an actual, if you make barrels, you are a Cooper. It's like if you make horseshoes, oh, you're a it, blacksmith.
0: It, that's what
1: they're, oh. Cooper is really? a barrel maker. Yeah, it's a How? man skilled at making barrels. And that was definitely an important position at the time, because ships and things were stored in barrels, so they needed them.
0: So the first barrel maker was his name, Cooper.
1: Ah! (laughs) I didn't dive that deep into it, because it really wasn't related here. I mean, we're talking about a much-needed commodity here in Port Royal, so that's the significance, but I didn't really deep dive into where that came from. But yes, a lot of Actually... You have it the other way around because typically, and this is just general history and and I hope you're happy that you brought this up, that typically people got their names when they started doing last names and identification based on the work that they were doing. So Cooper, the name is probably originating from somebody or family that was actually making barrels. You get it? That's
0: what I said.
1: No, you said it the other way around. You said, I wonder if the first barrel maker was a Cooper. Yeah. was name Cooper. No. You, the other thing, the other way around is Cooper was what they did. Therefore, they took their name from their occupation. And that's how it got started. So it's just a reverse of what you said. But yeah, we're not going to do any more of that. Cooper, awesome. barrel maker, important position in Port Royal. Therefore, you needed to have a barrel maker there. Well,
0: you got to put your room somewhere.
1: Yeah. So strike two on my signage. Strike three is simply a sign with a pair of eyeglasses on them. No name, no identifier, just a picture to show he sells glasses. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) So yeah, animals I struck out. Shop signs I struck out. Will Turner's definitely struck out. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, he is struck out and unconscious and nobody cares. And Lucinda struck out because she was no longer a main character and she's just sweeping.
0: Well, kind of sweeping.
1: And and that's exactly kind of sweeping. She's dusting the porch. Not sleeping, sweeping.
0: Is <laughs> she sleeping? <laughs>
1: so I guess I'm on this kind of tear today on the, the movie. And I hope that it doesn't... Well, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm always like that. I know there's, we're beating up the movie right now with all these things, but...
0: Not beating up the movie.
1: Well, I just don't want people, any new listeners to come in and think, Hey, you know, you guys are just tearing it apart. This just happens to be one of those special minutes when I'm at least a little bitter because poor Will is just laying there unconscious. I can't find any information about the signs. The animals don't have any names. They can't find any information about them except they vet checked. Yeah, so basically we've spent all this time and we haven't really given you guys much, have we?
0: <laughs> well, nobody cares about poor Will. You know, he's just a apprentice and he wasn't born and raised there. And, you know, he's just kind of...
1: I mean, what eh. you, yeah, that's true. And speaking of questioning the movie, what do you think about the harbor scene? Do you think it holds up? I mean, it's when Will stands up, we get this good view of the harbor, mm-hmm. people on the docks, and ships burning in the distance. Do you think it holds up to the scrutiny of new televisions and Blu-rays, or did it seem a little oh. green screeny to you, if that's a word? Well, it seemed a little flat.
0: Yeah, it was in flat.
1: comparison to it, the actual town setting. And flat, I mean, not necessarily in depth, but color-wise, it didn't seem it to quite. It was very match.
0: gray blue-gray and just not really...
1: It wasn't as vibrant as I no, would expect for all. something being out there. But
0: it was also a lot of dust and, and smoke in the air.
1: Well, I'm just... I You can try and say that if you want. But I'm just asking, <laughs> does it hold up to like Blu-rays and high definition and new televisions like 4Ks? I mean, it is 15 years ago, so I'm not really knocking it. I'm just asking, did it stand out a little... More green screeny than yeah, it was you a little know that flat. it was actually it was
0: a little dull and yeah, didn't it didn't, and, it didn't yeah. quite
1: have that vibrance that that maybe it does. But yeah, like I said, fifteen years ago and it's still I think it still does a a pretty well, good job at it showcasing where you're at.
0: That is the problem with the 4K. <laughs> Yeah, we find in a lot of things you can tell it's green sc- or yeah, green screen. I
1: do like some stuff because I'm able to read signs and some of these details. But yes. then on other things, you're seeing some details that maybe were fuzzed out a little bit, and you're thinking, yeah, maybe I liked it better fuzzed out because I wasn't <laughs> seeing all that. You're not you seeing all tell. that. Yeah, the special effects are not yeah. necessarily holding up with some of the the detail that we can actually perceive in TVs and movies today. Yeah,
0: it's still pretty good though. For the most part, you know, a lot of uh, some movies you see, I mean, all their green screen. Yeah. But this movie isn't doing, it's doing pretty good as far as not being able to see all that green I screen think it does everywhere. fairly well. I was just, you know, there's, there's just a couple doesn't... places yeah. like, the, like the scenery like that, yeah. you know, for the most part, it's doing really good.
1: Yeah. So maybe we should move on to some positive notes then. <laughs>
0: Well, positive, what do you mean? We're going to go to the four, I assume.
1: Well, yeah. I, I mean, I just don't want new listeners, if they're jumping in, to think, you know, I'm negative on the whole movie. Oh. Actually, I'm not, We're actually. Not. And you just happen to catch us, like I said, on one of those rare minutes.
0: Scott's negative today. I'm sorry, everybody.
1: <laughs> Anyways, I've been talking about this last puzzle piece to the curse and the evidence that we've collected thus far, which pretty much comes together shortly with Jack and Will in a jail scene. <gasps> yeah. Foreshadowing. But the catalyst, or maybe better to say, the linchpin for all that is to come in the movie actually happens during this minute. Minute 42. Okay. Yeah. Are are you wondering what it is yet? Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because this importance takes a backseat to the action that's happening with Will and Norrington. So... We're kind of focused on this conflict and, you know, at least as an audience that really wrapped up in this conflict between Will and Norrington as they're going back and forth and they're trying to find out how are they going to rescue Elizabeth. He's weighing his options and all that kind of stuff. But we practically miss how essential Murtog and Mulroy are to this whole movie now. Did I stump you yet? Keep going. I mean, we're talking Mulroy and Murtog, and it's like, who would have guessed that the whole movie as we know it would really be in thanks to them? Without them at this rescue Elizabeth, get the Black Pearl back operation meeting that they're having at Fort Charles, no one would have thought about Captain Jack Sparrow here. Oh, yeah. Nobody would have. Right. I mean, they're doing their own thing. And, you know, it's like, hey, we got to get the Black Pearl. And then Mulroy and Murtaugh chime in, hey, Jack Sparrow mentioned the Black Pearl. He might know something about it, essentially. And then that's what... Will gets in his mind, oh, hey, we got to go talk to Jack then. Basically, they would have probably just run off to chase a pearl. But because it is mentioned that Jack has some potential insider information on the ship, we get the movie that we all know and love. Because then that sets everything in motion. Will Turner then goes, hey, Jack knows something about the black pearl. Uh You have Jack in the jail cell. Then he's going to go maybe visit Jack in the jail cell. And then we get the movie as we know it. This minute has that Already built into it. And so that's why we can't move forward. The movie as we know it. Because then Jack wouldn't be in the movie anymore. Right. He'd still be in the prison in Fort Charles. Everything is set in motion because of that. Mulroy and Murtaugh characters.
0: A couple Mulroy. of comedy back,
1: background people. Then it really all started. If you want to talk about it. With Jack Sparrow planting the seed. Of the Black Pearl. Yeah. And the mysticism about the Black Pearl. Because Mulroy and Murtaugh. We're claiming that the Interceptor was the fastest ship out there. Right. He says, no, the Black Pearl is. They start arguing about it. And then this is how we get everything going. So, Jack, if you want to follow it all the way back, really is the catalyst for helping himself get out of jail. So, it's interesting. We had this theory that he can't ever get out by himself, which he needs help to always escape. But at least he was the catalyst to help himself get out. He can't get out, but he started that whole ball rolling. <laughs> He's like the first domino. In some kind of circle where it comes back to him in a weird way, helped himself get out <laughs> with somebody else. Or at least that's what we're assuming when we get to those minutes.
0: Can, can you put this in a drawing and... <laughs> yeah, did I just lose everybody out there? I'm
1: not even sure if I follow this anymore. We're going to need like some kind of giant diagram you have to, to map this out. There's all these maps that have enzyme pathways and things like this that when I was in the lab. And, and that's they were how your huge, brain thinks? There were these huge posters that had all these connections. You couldn't decipher them if you were just somebody who wasn't into that. So that's kind of what I'm seeing here with this movie. <laughs> is we're trying to, like Jack Sparrow's in the center and we have all these little fingerlings popping out and, and all this stuff.
0: Isn't Elizabeth actually in the center? She started it all.
1: Jack, I think, would... Say, shame on you for saying that he's not the center of things. <laughs> how dare you? Jack is always the center of stuff. He's the center of attention, but he doesn't want to be the center of attention. We've discussed this a thousand times. <laughs> he wants to slip by, but he wants to make sure that you know his name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like Add just captain a, to it, please. Captain Jacksboro, that's right.
0: Will comes up to Norrington in the fort and said, they've taken her. They've taken Elizabeth. And Norrington just acts like he doesn't give a damn. Yeah, darn.
1: You know, I didn't write. Yeah, no explicit language. Only I'm allowed to drop the occasional <laughs> damn. Beep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't put that in my notes. I figured maybe you would bring it up. But oh, well, I bring is, it up. He is not. That's because it's the love thing. You got to come back to the love. I'm I'm on the action, and you're on the love. But anyways. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really is interesting because Norrington, I think he's really taken that military standpoint again. The fort was just attacked. He's got all these people to worry about. Port Royal is under his charge to protect. He feels that maybe he let him down. He's planning his next move. He can't really be focused just on Elizabeth. He has to be looking out for the greater good. And maybe he just doesn't want to perceive or people to perceive that he's really just looking at it. From an Elizabeth standpoint. But he's. Maybe he is. But he's really looking at the big picture.
0: But before even Will gets even started. He's get trying to get him kicked out.
1: Yeah. But Will's not a military person.
0: I know. But it's Elizabeth. And Will's all ready to hunt them down. He's well that's the thing. Down. That's
1: the difference. Will is driven with passion. And Norrington Nor- is driven with logic. And what is proper. And that's the difference between those two. That's where you see Will trying to do whatever he can to make his way from the blacksmith shop to her house when they're being attacked and he can't get to her. And he sees her being shuffled off and then he gets knocked unconscious. Norrington is still worried about defending the fort and defending Port Royal. He can't really be concerned with just one person. Mm. It's the same thing with the proposal. He's all by the book. This is just this is exactly how it goes. All the formality that's not the passions not there. He's not in it for the love and the passion. He's in it for the status, and this is what we should be doing.
0: And too formal
1: for me. It's too formal. It's not to say that one necessarily is worse than the other. It's just that that's his personality, and he's regimented, and that's how he comes about things. It's not to say that he doesn't love her. It's just the way that that manifests itself is completely different than the emotion that's driven with will. Yeah. And that's what we see... When he's fighting the pirate, he refuses to get out of the way. He won't let Jack escape because he harmed Elizabeth. So it's all about protecting Elizabeth from the pirate that harmed her. Whereas Norrington wants to get Jack because he's simply a pirate. Yeah. It's not because of Elizabeth. It's not because of the Elizabeth thing at all. But he is a little upset when Jack Sparrow has his hands all over and is nuzzling against her. He doesn't like that. That's going to throw in his face. But We don't want to rehash all that stuff again.
0: And Norrington won't ask Jack, won't even question Jack, because they left him behind. But you would think pirate to pirate, you, you would have some sort of idea as to where they may be going. So you would think Norrington would want to question Jack.
1: Well, once he finds out that maybe Jack had mentioned the Black Pearl, you think that he would send somebody to start to talk with them. But, you know, he, he doesn't trust a pirate. So why would he trust Jack to, to necessarily give up another pirate? He already says that they're probably not even friends or they don't even know anything because they left him in the prisons or the jail cell. So he just thinks maybe the information he has is going to just be self-serving and he's going to say whatever he can to get himself out of jail. And it won't really get him anywhere. Time is of the essence, and so you need to plan a course to where they might be going so that they can send some ships to intercept, and they don't want to dink around with the Jack Sparrow idiot that he thinks that he is. At least that's my thoughts.
0: Murtaugh throws Mulroy under the bus here. How was that? Well, he not not exactly under the bus, but he kinda tell he kinda acts like, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Because when Mulroy says, That Jack Sparrow, he talked about Black Pearl, Murtaugh kinda just eh. He just mentioned the Black Pearl. He's just mentioning it.
1: They always have that difference between them. Yeah, there's kind of that that thing. One's more of a realist and one's more of a kind of believes in all the hocus pocus, if you want to call it right. And so I think that's just their, yeah, part of their personalities. And that comes back to being kind of the Laurel and Hardy, the straight man and the funny man. I think that's kind of what they're they're channeling there, the Abbott and Costello kind of routine. I think it's good how they bring these characters back to their... To their true form. They're not doing something that these characters wouldn't do. Or that we've already seen established. So they are backing up their personalities. As we see right. them kind of progress in the movies. Which is nice. You're not seeing them all over the place. Or doing something that's out of character.
0: So I guess I just don't agree with all of the conversations. And what people are saying. I feel that just personally. Norrington should be doing more for Elizabeth. But I guess I'm again on that soft love side of Will. Thinking, you know, we got to be going after Elizabeth. Should pirates have her? We need to talk to Jack. Jack knows something.
1: Essentially, you're now invested in the Elizabeth character to where you, the focus is on her. And it's, hey, this is where the movie's going. Elizabeth is taken. We should go get her because that's how the movie should go. Yeah. And I'm invested in the Elizabeth character. Whereas Norrington is not in a movie from his standpoint. (laughs) Yeah. And he's got the greater picture. So it's kind of like one of those movies where you see that somebody enters the story or something like that. We're actually seeing Norrington doing what he's supposed to be doing. Because technically you'd want your commander. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, especially the Commodore of the island who's supposed to protect it, not going... You know, I gotta really get Elizabeth. To hell with the rest of you guys on the island and all the merchants and all this stuff. <laughs> to hell with British authority and all their their investment and interest in this island. I'm gonna go get Elizabeth.
0: Okay, I guess I think Norrington should be the White Knight.
1: Well, there you go. So you're you're in the the fairy tale here, and we're in an actual reality setting here with skeletons. <laughs> so before this dives into any other craziness as we really start to believe that this movie is real life or <laughs> film or not or whatever, I think it's time for really bad eggs. When, when the were devil's devil's really bad eggs. We got got yo, so so so
0: I love this song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is our weekly segment where we discuss our favorite lines of the week. Sometimes for the poetry of it, other times for the meaning, the symbolism, or the implications it has for the movie, or sometimes it's just for the fun of it. So what do you have for us this week, Heather?
0: I'm going with a lot of long words there, Miss. We're not but humble pirates. I just love this line when he's telling Elizabeth that all her words are big and long and they don't understand them because they're just little tiny pirates, you know? and then little tiny pirates well, <laughs> did you see some of these guys <laughs> you know i mean what, what about I mean? grapple the guy was a giant
1: brick wall <laughs> what know? about bosun oh, okay. okay sorry
0: they're just pirates oh, so they go. don't understand them and then he turns around and uses this big old long words on her in the next sentence and then explains to her i'm disinclined that means no. to
1: acquiesce to your you. request
0: i wasn't gonna attempt that <laughs> and then tells her that means no <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a good line, actually. Yeah, I thought. I think it... that talks a lot about the interplay that we've talked about between the two characters, the negotiations that are going there, them learning about each other. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll that's let what it I go. Thought. Yeah, I think okay, that's all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what about you, matey?
1: Mine. Thanks for bringing up our pirate word of the week. <laughs> is from Captain Barbosa. The code is more of what you'd call guidelines than actual rules. You know, I had to do it. Sure, we're all hoping for something with a little artistry and genuine symbolism like Heather had, but it's entered pop culture and it's sure to be iconic with some humor if it isn't already at that level. I mean, maybe for certain generations, it probably is iconic. It's the... Humphrey Bogart maybe of today's generation that's out there at least the 2003 you know kind of when that is is the Humphrey Bogart played again Sam every generation seems to have some of those movies but you know it'll be interesting to see how long some of those really iconic 30s 40s 50s movies lines that parents grew up with and and repeated what how's that going to change so maybe Yeah, this black pearl line is going to end up at some point being such as iconic. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. For me, it tells us a little bit about pirates. They're cutthroats, murderers, rapists, and all that traditional fun stuff. Wink, wink. (laughs) But there is also some honor among thieves, if you will. However, let's not go overboard with the honor. I mean, it's not really rules but guidelines. (laughs) Something we can break or bend as it suits us. Yet we can't complain since there is some semblance of a society, you know, this pirate society, which is kind of cool. Yay for pirates, I should say. (laughs) Yay. Yeah, it really has a lot of different things. So I guess maybe there is some symbolism there of what pirates are, what it represents and how we view pirates. We have these traditional beliefs about pirates and we expect them to bend or break the rules and not really have official code. So although there is a code, Yeah, they do bend those every once in a while as they they see fit. Yeah. So it fits right in with our perception of pirates in that stereotype. Yep. If you have a favorite line from the start of the movie to the current minute we're analyzing, send us a note or give us a call as we're happy to share with everyone here on a future episode. So go ahead and do that. We've done it before and it's always fun to see what you guys think as well. Mm -hmm. If you have nothing else, I say let's get on out of here so everyone has time to leave a review for us and be eligible for our Pirates of the Caribbean Minute prize package
0: i just have to say welcome aboard the black pearl
1: <laughs> exactly thank you actually
0: <laughs> i feel like
1: i'm on a cruise <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on monday with minute 43 of the curse of the black pearl on the pirates of the caribbean minute don't forget that you can win a pirates of the caribbean prize package just for leaving us a review on itunes or stitcher check out all the details on BlackPearlMinute.com. minute.com until then Let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a Thanks for joining us on Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Have something to say? Then give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. If you like the show, then do us a favor and leave a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, matey. You can also contact us at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. We just might feature your questions and comments on future episodes. Visit us online at blackpearlminute.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, twitter.com slash blackpearlmen, and on soundcloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, where we post additional content, have post-episode discussions, and share our favorite show clips. Now see you next time, scallywags.